Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Monday, June 6th. The PLL season is underway, and Jeff Teat is well on his way to having the first 100-point season in league history. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic. Dukes, uh, fresh from your trip up to Albany for week one. Uh, how are we feeling after you know spending a few days in Albany and getting to see some of that action uh, up close and personal, especially uh, from, from a, a, a long pole who was sending a lot of heat your way? Look, the capital region, baby. Uh, up in the capital region, Thursday to Saturday, got, got back a little bit late last night, watched the games at home today, so I got to see the broadcast. But overall, Albany was a great place. I, I, I can only speak for Saturday, but the venue was popping, um, especially in the first game. The way that they set it up, every single opening weekend should be in Albany. Um, I, I bet you we'll dive into that a little bit, but both stands were packed. Um, they had like, the, the hill, the hill, the hill was and, sick. Like, that's something that, like, I know. We, like uh, we, we keep going back and forth on like where lacrosse events should be hosted. And like, yeah, like I, I, I still think MLS stadiums, but I think if you can just find a spot with a hill, hill. Yeah. D- just hill. if it, any, anywhere with a hill, yeah. anywhere with a hill, the hill always plays for watching lacrosse. It, it just was it, it, so, but I have one complaint. It's not even a complaint towards like the league or anything. So they had like a, I thought this was really smart. They had like a jamboree for little kids. Like, so they play like three games throughout the day. Right. And then they watch the first and then like the kids, like all flood to the field. So during the first game, I mean, it was fucking packed. Like kids are like doing fastest shot when the games are going on. It was like a carnival stands are packed. People are walking around. Like it was fire. And then they took like the fifth, then it's like the little break where teams warm up. And then the kids are like shot because they're so tired. Parents are exhausted. They've been playing lacrosse since 8 AM. So they go home for the second game. You know, it was still packed for the second game, but like not as packed for the first. And the second game was the one that was televised on TV. So, it, like, and then it started getting, like, very hot. So, one side, like, the side that has, like, the side that everybody knows, like, where it's, like, Casey Stadium, where it's, like, that iconic shot, like, that side was packed because it had all the shade and nobody wanted to melt in the sun. So, like, that's where it got a little bit where I was, like, frustrated as, like, someone that wants to, like, because all the TV shots, like, someone would be like, oh, like, lacrosse, there's nobody. But, like, the other side was packed. Like, don't get me wrong, but it was, like, the side with the shade, like, it, there was like no seats available. Yeah. I, I feel like we've definitely run into that issue before. Like I remember um, it might've been, it might've been that first championship when they were in Philly. Um, there was like a certain section of the stadium that they weren't letting fans sit in because it, it was going to look better on TV. Had yeah. everyone been like packed on that one sideline. Yep. Um but like you're you're just not gonna tell people from Philly where they can and can't sit. So like I just remember just watching probably like midway through like the third quarter, you just see like all like just like a, a herd, a stampede of just Philly scumbags just like yeah. ducking over security guards and getting themselves over to a spot that was like in the shade, but they were like, ah, like we really wish that you wouldn't sit here. But I guess like we we're we're past that point now. I yeah, and I like and just overall. I mean, I think they're having opening weekend there next year. And just like, it's just the perfect place to do it. It, it, it also is making me think like, it's not too far away from Buffalo. You know, like if you want to make a day trip out of it, like, you know, just go up for Saturday with your kids or not. Like if the bandits weren't in the, if the bandits weren't in the playoffs and then they have a playoff game last night, like how much more packed, do you, like, could it have been? Would it have been? Um, especially because you have all those guys from like Canada and like all those guys, like Connor Fields, who's right from the area. So I, I don't know. I think the only the only issue is I think that like that Bandits team is so loaded. I think that they probably will be in the finals for like the next like few years. So for sure, I know they just. I wish we could just all wish that we could just all join forces and just work out a schedule. Well, they, uh, well I'm going to say this, but like, yeah, we'll get into like the players and stuff that we're missing this weekend. But I, I understand something now. By the way, I understand why the Water Dogs had three goalies. <laughs> you think. Well, because uh, yeah, we'll get into it when I talk about that game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so real quick, I mean, just just some more, uh, just some more housekeeping and just you know, recapping of your weekend. Um, you know, so you got a lot of stuff done. Uh, you had Billy football yes. and 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 Jake Marsh along with you. Uh, yeah. Jake Marsh, uh, the newest addition to that ESPN broadcast team. So we'll be hearing him do some play by play at some point this season, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Billy, who. Uh, 
Billy. Billy is a national treasure. A goalie chat, but like he was in the net against Jay. Did he shoot against you? Or I know that you also got some shots from some other guys. So we can tease that a little bit. So, so I did a goalie challenge with Billy football. Finally, I did. So Billy's not a professional shooter, right? Like Billy's not like a pros pro. You got it. You got source on that. Yeah, but no, I, I have Billy was a Billy was a clown this weekend, like stringing his own stick, like acting like he was like fanboying over the East Coast eye people, like he was cracking me up, calling sticks twigs. Like I got some twigs in my car, like dead serious. Um, he's like also like convincing himself that he could be like a short. He's like, he's like I think I could uh, maybe like get like a couple rounds of short stick D midi, and then we're doing like five one on ones, and he takes like five shots against me, and he's gassed, like gassed, like head over heels, like can't breathe. Um, but yeah, so I did a goalie challenge with Billy football. He hopped in net for gutty. He hopped in net for Jake Marsh. Um, I saved the goalie challenge with gutty for garden city. Cause I just think the got to go back to the Mecca for that. But yeah, so we got a uh, Jared Newman shot on me and RJ. I don't think that RJ realizes like that. Like I kind of called his D- 2019 defensive player of the year award a fluke and how I was like saying that Apple should have won, but yeah, uh, it was, I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if Newman knew or not. I think he did, because Bubba Voigt Bubba DM'd me, and it was a picture of Newman, and in quotes he said, "I'm going straight for the thighs." I'm I'm going to imagine that uh, lacrosse is still so small, and we are a top 100 lacrosse podcast. Top 100 yeah, people. Forget. We're a top 100, so he probably listens to all hundred of them. Um, he he probably heard some of the the not so nice things. Uh, we, we were all throwing around some not so nice things about Jared Newman, though you were the ringleader on that one. So I can, I can definitely understand why he would want to uh, maybe, maybe not go strictly for the corners, but maybe to just tattoo your uh, tattoo, your thighs with who's, who, who's the, the ball sponsor for the PLL probably like Pearl Wolf athletics. Pearl? Wolf, yeah, yeah. 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 You might have we'll a, just start a STX you, you might, warrior. <laughs> yeah. You might just say just actually, you know what? I, I think uh companies should start uh, you know, blue balls and, and, and all these yep. other companies should start sending balls for these goalie challenge and then seeing if you could get their logo tattooed on your thigh when someone yes. drills you. Dude, so, so new, it was like a little bit like, so RJ didn't really know what was going on. He was like, Oh, I'm going to name the thumbnail for like our vlog. Like Jared Newman shoots on fan. And I was like, internet troll would probably work better, but, <laughs> but I, I don't like it has, I was very heavy on it at first, very heavy on it at first, especially the beginning of the last season. But like, I've slowly started to rescind to the point where I was like, it's not like he shouldn't start. Like I, think he should be an LSM. Um, I think he like played pretty well yesterday. He's a physical defender. He was very nice about the whole entire thing, but definitely like not like going to hate on him anymore. Like it's one of those things where like, I hate kind of meeting some players because I kind of rescind like an honest take. It's just w- what happens. Like you, just cause I you, think you're not going to lacrosse doesn't mean I hate you as a human being. Like that's, you, that, that's my take. You, you meet him, you're like, ah, oh, man, like this guy's actually pretty cool. I'm having a good time yeah. being around him. I can't say any shit about him anymore. Yeah, it was. So I don't want to give too much away. I, I I put one save. Did you see my save that I had on him? Uh, I haven't got around to seeing it yet. I put I, it, I put it on Twitter because I was saying the water dogs kind of needed me. Not going to lie. Um, Copeland just fucking brushed me to the side. Like, oh, we don't need you. You stink. Buddy, I would have fucking maybe played as well as DeLuca today. <laughs> You see my yeah. show, you see my saves against everybody. You see my all stick eye. Well, but- I'll tell you what. We'll um we'll get to those. Let's go in these. Let's talk about these games chronologically. So we'll have plenty to yes. talk about. Um, you know, obviously we're recording these right after these uh, Sunday games finished up, and yeah, it was a it was a tough go uh, for Deluca between the pipes for the Water Dogs. But to get us started, we had the rematch of the 2021 championship game uh, between the Chaos and the Whip Snakes. Now, obviously. Chaos missing a lot of guys uh, who are all part of that Bandits team. So we're talking Josh Byrne, Dane Smith. Um, we're talking uh, Tahoka. We 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 were going to see Tahoka at some point um, in in this PLL season, but he had a monster game in Game One of the NLL Finals. I think he ended up with a hat trick. Might have had four. I, th- I think he just had three. Either way, um, killer game out of him. Uh, Ian McKay. So they're obviously they were down a lot of guys. 
Um, I didn't get a chance to actually watch this game. I was, uh, was too busy coaching my boys at Springfield. We had a state quarterfinal matchup, won that one, not a big deal. So we're heading to the state semifinals uh, later this week. Uh, but Dukes, you, you, you were there to watch uh, the Whip Snakes complete this comeback because uh, they were down pretty six big four. pretty yeah was it i like it was I, I a little remember. bit more at halftime at halftime it was six four but it was like maybe like six two six one at some point because like, I, it, I remember checking my phone at halftime yeah. of my game and seeing six one and i was like shit i'm gonna have to really walk back some takes here um and then by the time that my game finished up i was like okay like they're they're the whips it, it's classic it was classic week one pll in my opinion where it was a lot of people in the first half needed to wake up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Where like they like had to like they've been scrimmaging all week. They've already had a long week in general, and they're just kind of like a lot of guys are just checked out mentally. Probably, you know what I mean? Like as yeah. much as you, like they get revved up for the games, but like it's like like not not like especially not like this game. But you know, you could see Burnlore in the first half looked a little bit lost. Like not lost, but I expect a big year out of Burnlore. He didn't I, like I said last episode. The whips were arguably. The still the best team in the league last year, but Burnlore really hurt them a lot last year. Um, so I expect him. I heard he looked great in training camp. I expected a big game out of him. First half he looked did not look like the goal goalie of the year. Second half only let in two, um, and they were both in the fourth quarter. So look, um, chaos. We're obviously missing a lot of people, but chaos defense is legit. Um, the even the offensive weapons that they had like that were available and Mac O'Keefe looked amazing i thought um and then you just had like the just the, the normal suspects i mean blaze was blaze um really kept them in the game but yeah goaltending was spectacular that under hit easily we were all over that yeah um again like i i feel like that one was a was an easy one to sniff out especially with blaze playing yeah. at albany but yeah i mean 13 saves uh on the day for blaze uh i think after week one that should probably have him uh, I'm pr- pretty sure he's, he's, I mean, he's got to be leading the way. He's at least leading the way in, in safe percentage right now. I think, um, so, I think he was leading the uh, league as of yesterday in Duke's percentage too. Yeah. Uh, yes. so, oh. so you finally got your stat. Yes. From, yes. Yes. I should have brought coach. that up. Yeah. So I have the, I have my stat. It's um, shots for Duke's percentage. It's the stat that Joe Keegan named after me. It's shots forced wide by incredible goalie positioning. Um, Cause you know, a guy like me makes people pick corners. Some people can't catch the corners. Uh, get, shots go w- wide. Yeah, look, people, people can complain about it all they want, but positioning is positioning. Um, um, yeah. But so, like, also uh, just like one more thing was just gutty. Gutty. I thought looked elite played attack in place of Zed. I, that's just the Garden city, the Garden city grit in him. Yeah, I mean, like, and and missing Zed is like a huge. Like, I, I know we keep mentioning that the chaos were down a lot of guys, but it's not like, it's not like the whips. Like, being down Zed for the whips is like just as big. Um, but it, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it it is nice that you get to add Gutty into the mix. Um, still, just one of the the most like that that trade will still go down as just a, a preposterous trade um, to to get Gutty over to the ship snakes. Um, yeah, and then it was uh, it was Mike Chanachuk with the game winner. So uh, you know it's, it's been a pretty big week for Terps number ones. Uh, you know with Logan Wisnowskis uh, leading the Terps to a national championship game, and then winning the Tawarton. And then Chanachuk is like, "Whoa, hold up there, young man! Like, just remember all the guys who came before you." So uh, Chanachuk having himself a big weekend as well. Had three goals in that game. Uh, so you know a, a good gut check win for the Whip Snakes to start off the season. And then a pretty solid showing for the chaos to show like, you know, again, maybe like early in the season, those wins might not, um, you know, start to, to pile up here. So just wait and wait and wait until you get, get some better odds for their uh, championship future. But once they add all those bandit guys, this team is going to be just as dangerous as they were last year. And I thought my guy, I think my guy Newman did a fantastic job on Rambo, um, especially without Zed. Rambo is just the main guy to that offense. Um, but yeah, I think the most important thing that the chaos came away with, and Boyle brought it up on the Sunday broadcast, the fact that they kept it a one-goal game or even like a two-goal game, you know, like you don't have to 
win. You don't have to win week one, especially when you out all your guys, but keep the goal differential low because that could come very, very important, um, especially for like championship series play, playoff seeding, all of that. So I think that was very, very clutch of the chaos to keep it close. Yeah, one team that was not able to keep the uh, goal differential close was the Redwoods as they had to take on the Atlas in that uh, that first primetime ESPN game of the season. So we had the Atli taking on the Redwoods, and holy shit, this offense is a wagoon. Mm-hmm. Jeff Teat, seven points. Eric Law, seven points. Chris Gray, just a, a casual three and one on the day. Uh, Brian Costabile was was almost quiet for for a little while, like you almost forgot about him. Um, then he chips in with one and two. Uh, Trevor Baptiste got himself uh, involved offensively. Like this, this offense is so goddamn loaded. And I like I, I said it maybe jokingly to to start off the episode. I like how many how many games do they play this year? Like, is it like not the PLL? Yeah, I, 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 is it nine? Do, do you play? Yeah, nine I, I, I think it's, games. I, I thought it was like eleven. One, two. I know it was nine last year. That would make I, sense. I, I, I mean, I, I believe anything nine to eleven. Okay. Honestly, it's just either a way, either, either way, I just I don't think that having a hundred point season for Jeff Teat is that far out of the question. Ten points a game, basically, you're saying? Yes, and he was just warming up last week, so he might have a couple where he has twelve. Yeah, I think down the line he, he could p- potentially do it. Um, I mean, that, look, he's all he's like in, like obviously he's looked in MVP form. He's he's a great player, but I also don't think there's any denying that like two of his goals were fast breaks, broken up plays. Just like how are you going to leave him five yards out hands free? Do you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like he created his own shot on those points. But yeah, like like those, those plays happen in lacrosse. But like oh, I don't know. That's but, but, I, I really but, don't. I don't think realistically. Like, I, I okay. really don't think realistically. I, I, all right, I'm I'm not saying he's going to. I'm saying that it's not not out of the question. It's not unfathomable to think that he could get close. Fair, because I was gonna say I, I like realistically 85 to 100. I don't think is crazy. Yeah. And like, and, and you say like, okay, like fast breaks or, or, you know, yeah, yeah, plays. That like, like, but, but, but like, how, how do you leave him with his hands free? Yeah. Well, it's, it's because if, if you push out to him, then that's going to leave a little bit more room for Chris Gray to get his hands free. Chris Gray has his hands free. Guess what? You're lining up for a face off five seconds later. Uh, if you push out to him, then it's just going to open up for Eric law, Eric law with his hands free. Guess what? You're taking a, a face off five seconds later. You want to play that game with Costa Beal or Doc Aiken or uh, no. like John crawl. Like, no. So like, like this is, it's, it's a literal, just like this offense, they force you to just choose how you want them to murder you you say okay like please don't murder me mr teat mr gray you you can have your turn right now and it was it was weird during the the redwoods atlas game the first half it seemed like tv was kicking trevor's ass on the face at the face-off x like redwoods were dominating possessions but like atlas were up so like that's when you knew it was in trouble that's when you knew the Redwoods were in trouble is when they were getting the possessions that TD needed to get them and they were still losing. Cause you were saying Trevor's going to bounce back. Like it's in, in his competitive spirit. Like he won't get blown out in the face-off deck. Like he ended up winning the face-off battle, but once they started winning it, they just ran away with it. We're going to talk about the Redwoods goaltending. Like, so yeah, this is where this game uh, definitely gets a little di- like, so, it's, it's week one. You want to see like what you have in your guys. So Tim Troutner, um, trying to, trying to look at the, uh, see, see if I can Two find. saves. Okay. So yeah, I mean, Troutner didn't really have a great go at it in the first half. Um, but also, you know, it's two saves on six shots again. So like maybe the Redwoods were just playing better defense in front of them and that just didn't work out with Jack Kelly, but like, maybe that's because they're more comfortable with Troutner or he's doing more. T- Either way, Jack Kelly had a, um, it's, it's a shame too. Cause he's such a, such, such a, uh, a likable guy who you want to root for. But I was, I found myself late in that third quarter rooting 
for the Redwoods to please put Troutner back in because Jack Kelly did not deserve to stay on national television getting shelled like that. Well, that's that goes back to my point about the possessions thing. Like Trevor in the second half started dominating the faceoff X. You give the Atlas offense that many more possessions. So like that's clearly why there was more shots against for Kelly to Troutner. So like you really don't know if you kept Troutner in the game and he was in the third quarter and the Atlas were getting all those possessions. Like it, it is a what if, but if he's getting shelled, you'd be saying, well, we should pull him from the game. He's like only has three saves on like, and then why aren't you going to give Team USA goalie Jack Kelly a shot in cage? You know what I mean? But yeah, I think that Kelly, look, I, I like him. I like him a lot and I, I do root for him. But yeah, I was in the same page. I was like, just, just like, I was just saying, like, I'm not going to get into the other game, but like when goalies just get shelled, I'm not saying it's their fault. Like, I don't really think that, like, I, I was playing more Red, Redwoods defense than Kelly. But at some point, if a goalie is getting shelled, you just got to give someone a new pair, like a new pair of eyes, a new pair of, way to look at the field look at the shots so i don't know it's also tough to put a goalie back in the game right but but like it's i don't think that they pulled him because they were like hey you only have two saves like i like i, I think it was a hey like this is still a competition to see like who our number one guy is so you guys like i i would have to assume the way that that happened because it was still a close game I have to assume that this was like a decision that was made before the, like kind of the same way that it was the previous years with um, Gettleman and Drew Adams for the archers, where it was like pre-established, like, all right, you're going to get the first half. You're going to get the second half. Like, I think that this was a, all right, Hey, like Tim, like you're getting the first half, Jack, you're, you're hopping in for the second half. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, whether, whether it was him or the defense in front of them, or maybe a combination of the both, like it just wasn't working out. Um, but they, I mean, they, they stuck with their game plan um, and it's just hurt them in the score differential category. Here's my take on the whole thing. The Atlas are in the same situation uh, actually where like, they don't, I don't think they know where they really want to go with Tim Cannon and JD. They're both great goalies. But if I was the Redwoods, I don't really think you could grade either goalie right now. If, if there truly is a battle, if maybe you're just like, screw it. Troutner's gotten us there before we're going with Troutner. That's fine. But I would honestly look at being like, all right, like let's start, Jack Kelly in the first half, and then let's close out with Chowder. I don't really, I can't explain this in any way besides it just makes sense to me. But I feel like Chowder is one of those guys that can just go into cage, like he can go into the cage. It doesn't matter what like what the game feel is, and he's just ready to play goalie. Where Jack Kelly might need to like feel out the game, like get like mentally prepared. Like I don't know. I feel like Chowder is one of those guys that can just hop in cage. Yeah, I mean, all like, all right. So it, it's going to sound bad, but like. Uh... All right, I'm I'm trying to say this in a way like Trotter just he, he just has that like that feel to him like like he's just like like too dumb to know any better right and uh, and, no, and, thousand- and, and and it's and it's not that because like I know that he is like like a very smart goaltender I'm sure he's a very smart kid but it's like just like you you throw your like just like it, it, yeah like he just like laughs like a, like an idiot yeah. just like yeah go in there and he's like yeah like whatever I'll, I'll figure it out so Dude, he's like uh, that would be like that would be like. Tim, Timmy, get it, get your helmet. You're in, and it'll be like that scene from uh from Friday Night Lights when the backup yeah. running back goes yeah. in. Then he's like, "Grab your helmet." He forgets his helmet. <laughs> um, uh, um, that was a, yeah. I mean, it was a good game. Yeah, it, it was. It was a good, fun. good, good game. And I mean, listen, this Atlas offense is going to be really fun to watch all year. Um, I mean, the it's it's not like the Redwoods offense didn't have you know some good moments of their own. Miles Jones looks and. Not only does he look like bigger and stronger than everybody else, but he's also, he's got a kid on the way. So he's going to get to add some dad strength at some point. Um, Nikai Montgomery getting himself on the board with the two bomb was, was great to see. So I mean, Redwoods are still going to be good, but they put themselves in a bit of a hole to start off the season. Jules looked really good. And just one thing, just talking about like, just a PL on the experience, just like shout out to the Ravels. Shout out to the PLL RJ for just hooking it up and like getting us like sideline access. We were right on the 50 yard line. It was really cool. I mean, just like seeing these guys and how big they are up front and how physical they are. Like Danny Logan, who's one of the best defensive middies in the league, like someone who prides himself on being a physical short stick D midi, was Ding Miles Jones up. And you were like, oh, wow. Like this, like this is kind of crazy. He's so much smaller than Miles Jones. And Miles Jones, was like, get the fuck out of here, you little kid. <laughs> just like lowers his shoulder, backs it in scores it was what it was just a man's man um but like him hecock just like thinking back at it miles jones hecock and surge and who else was it i'll I'll just say them three hecock was like shockingly big like 
he Hecock's neck is, Hecock's neck is like it would wear like a like a 32 waistline. Like like Miles was like bigger, but if we're going straight steps, like straight bot biceps, like you could you could talk yourself into Colin Hecock like being like 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 stronger. I don't know. It was crazy. Like Billy Football thinks that Colin Hecock was bigger than Miles Jones. But yeah, just these guys up front, like you just see how big they are. Crazy. Yeah. Um, would would actually, you know, just fresh off of watching um that last game on Sunday, would love to see Mike Messenger up close in person because on the TV screen, like they showed him in the penalty box and he took up like half of my screen. So I can only imagine what he looks like in person. Can I share a messenger story? Go for it. Um, On the topic of messenger, I heard at training camp that this dude lives in like, like middle of Canada, like nowhere. And he like works on like an oil rig in Canada, just like off the grid. And he had to take six, six different flights to get to Albany. Like, he's, like, a gritty man's man's dude, dirty work, blue collar. And then to see him punch him, Brian Hamblin, like, in the face, we're just, like, like almost blowing the game, which yeah. is kind of, like, I was, like, I fucking love this dude. Like, I have no choice but to stay. I would never I, – I don't have a PLL jersey, but Messenger might be the first one that I buy. Just a, just a mountain man going out and just – Ryan Ambler, just like downtown Manhattan, like, like yeah, yeah, like running on the West Side Highway on Mondays, and Mike Messenger is like running through oil rigs. <laughs> Ryan Ambler, yeah. like running from like Tribeca all the way to the financial district, he goes like Merrill Lynch job, and Mike Messenger is like hacksaw, like he's just like a lumberjack with like an axe, just like cutting wood. It's like he's uh, his home. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a bit of a mismatch there. Um, but yeah, mis, mismatch just uh, mismatch pretty much the same way that this Cannons team was for the Water Dogs. Dukes, 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 Dukes. You son of a bitch! You you talked me out of the cat. I, I I was never in on the Cannons to begin with, but you really talked me out of the Cannons earlier last last week. And let me tell you, either the Cannons are are for real or the water dogs suck you have to pick one or the other wow we're doing that already i i think you have to no we're not gonna do that yet we're not gonna look we can do the bits and itsy bitsy pieces and be like the overreactions to week one but this is where where do i even start first off it's the tail first two halves like the face-off effects in the first half for the cannons like i was like holy shit steven kelly is on revenge tour proving to the archers like fuck you like you shouldn't have traded me like this wasn't my fault and in the second half all of a sudden where starts winning the draws they start looking like the wings from like the year before all of a, but like deluca was swiss cheese in there like like no no continuity with the defense so like you're missing an all-world goalie in dylan ward morocco I, I, like it's gonna sound crazy but he saved the game for the cannons like you have like that could have easily been a three-goal game with about six minutes ago you have two doorstops on sours so like look i think that this like the game was over in the first half but like i wasn't overly impressed with the cannons by any like they had one spectacular half and then looked like shit in the second half um right but like I, that's but that but that's weak like that's you reacting to how that had like so you it, it's a lot you, of, it's, you, it's everything it's everything it's things i've heard like i was talking to people at training camp I think like I see what I see what I see in the first like the first game like I'm not impressed with the Cannons like yeah Lyle Thompson I'll, I'll say this if you win if you what, what did Stephen Kelly go in the first half let's say he went I have this stat right here one second I mean I okay so so he so was in the first, I mean, he was eleven of 15, yes okay so if Stephen Kelly goes eleven of fifteen which is what from the X eleven or fifteen. If Stephen Kelly goes seventy three percent from the faceoff X and gets Lyle Thompson that many possessions, the cannons the cannons could win it all. I'll say that. Okay, that like, but like, I don't know. Like, you're saying okay, like we can't take what happened in this first game and act as if that's going to be how it is the whole season. So, in the same like the other side of that coin is you can't look at what the cannons did in this game where they had a really good first half, but couldn't put it together in the second half and be like, well, that's how it's going to be the whole year. Like this is, this could be like, 
you, you heard Lyle say it uh, after in the post game interviews, like, yeah, like we clearly have to figure out how to put four quarters together. So the moment that they do that, like, I don't know, like, like Lyle Thompson is a top three lacrosse player on the planet. Anytime you have that guy on the field, your team has an automatic advantage. Um, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if people, I wouldn't go as far as saying like people forget, but I don't think that people realize like quite how good of a pro Ryan Drenner is. Um, Asher Nolting fit right in, right just in. Yeah, great, fit, great fit, fit right in. So any question marks um, with, with how that was going to work clearly, you know, the, the, those, uh, those questions have been answered. Shane Jackson is a guy who just quietly puts up a lot of points, quietly gets things done. Um, you mentioned in the, in the season preview, what a, what a good pickup that, uh, for Carl would be, um, for this offense. And I think that, that he does a lot of things well. So like the pieces are all there. Um, no, I'm, I'm still not like crazy maybe about them defensively. And, um, you know, really? and, 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 and like Morocco, like, is he going to have like that nasty of a game where he no. stops like Sowers on the doorstep? Like, well, maybe if the PLL keeps like tweeting that Sowers will never miss from the doorstep, like then maybe, but <laughs> they no, mushed him so hard. Yeah, go incredible, ahead. incredible, incredible <laughs> job by the PLL social team. Just jinxing Sowers. Oh my God. That was hilarious. Like within two minutes of them tweeting that it was two doorstep stops, but like, Going like the Morocco point, like, yeah, great goaltender. I think he was a little fired up, by the way, because I think that Colin Curse made it interesting during camp. I heard that, like, I was asking about, like, what, like, how did Colin Curse kind of just come in, like, for one day and beat out Drake Porter? Supposedly he was just lights out. The practice that I saw, Curse looked like he could come in this season and play. 66 save percentage for Morocco. I really don't know how long he'll be able to keep that up. But, like, here's, here's what, Jordan, here's where, I th- where my thinking was at with this is, all right, so DeLuca let up, what, 16 goals? 16 goals. How many do you, like, I'd say, I'll, I'll give, say Ward was the goalie, and he didn't even play that good. 14? And yeah, then, th- say, uh, 13, 14. And then, like, Morocco played exceptional tonight, so you can't really take it away, but, like, he, like, he, he plays, like, a little bit more at, to, like, towards his normal self. Like, I don't, like, it just took a lot to go right, I think, for the Cannons to win. And I'm not taking it away from them. I still, I'm still picking them to finish last. All right. I I'm, I'm no longer taking them to, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I like it's, it's, it's one game, but I just don't like this water dogs team. You never have though. I never have. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I never have, but like, I don't know, like the sours curse sour still hasn't won a professional game. Sour still hasn't won a professional game. Um, I don't know, like, like Zach Harrier is like a, he, he can be an MVP in this league, but it, I don't know if he's like, I don't know how much like Zach Harrier is, is making everybody around him that much better, probably a little bit for sure. But like, and I don't, I don't know. There's like, there's just, there's something there's, I it's, it's week one. I don't want a hot takeover react, but like, there's something that's missing with, with this offense. Yeah. What, what, like it, whether it's, it's like just guys that like aren't finishing the chances that they get. And like, yeah, maybe like that's Morocco playing out of his mind. Um, but I don't know. Right. Right now I am going to be very, very hesitant on, on the water dogs. Look like it, it happened last year where like they were looking like they could finish last in the league. So it's not like out of question, like this league's so competitive where like if they finish in the bottom half, like it, it would not surprise me. And I alluded to it last episode where, like, these games, like, they don't really know, like, how bad they need to win these next couple of games if Ward's out. Like, the, what the Water Dogs need is to root for the Bandits next weekend to finish up that NL Finals and get home because they need Ward. They need their backbone. And then, like, who knows how he comes in from the playing box all the way to field. I mean, I'm sure it's just like riding a bike for him. But, like, Schlosser is a guy that really stepped up from them last year who I thought was an integral part of that offense. He can't show out the way that he did. He was a nothing factor. He looked like he was lost in the mix today. Um, but look, the curious Ryan, thing. Yeah, Ryan see. Brown, five shots, no goals. Um, you know, it just uh, they didn't get possessions in the first half, and then in the second half, it felt like the cannons. It felt like one half the cannons controlled the like had all the possessions, and in the second half, the Water Dogs had all the possessions. But like Courier, I, I, like his wing play, 
His great, like the amount of ground balls he gets. That that's what I'm saying. Is is he's an MVP guy, but like I don't know, like you, like you watch like kind of like what we talked about before, where like it's it's like with Jeff Teat, where like there's so much that you have to figure out on how to defend a guy like that that it just opens shit up for everybody else. And Zach Courier will do so much. He'll do everything all over the field, but I don't know if teams are like, all right, like. Cause then like, that's almost like sours where like guys have to be like, all right, like we need to like, make sure that like our two slide is, is in the right spot to like, really like, I don't. Well, that's just because the ball, the ball is going to be in the attackman stick more. Like you always yeah. like, kinda, like the midfielders kind of like, it's the same thing when we talked about, like, look, you're, you're an attack guy. Like you played attack growing up where I was even saying with Costabile, I was like, I think Costabile could be like a, a midfielder of the year candidate, MVP candidate. And like you look at the stats, you're like, well, like just attacking the, they just get more opportunities to score to assist because the ball's in their stick. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, I don't, I like, like I, I just know, think it, that, but, but like, like the, last year, the, I think Courier got robbed of MVP. Like I think Courier, without a doubt, was MVP. Yeah, I mean, he, again, he's sick but he of the cross, but. It, but yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that he's so good at doing everything that he needs to do. But I feel like this Water Dogs team like needs someone that like they need new ownership. They they do need new ownership. I don't know. There, there's just something that's not quite there. And I know it's only week one, so like I, I'm not saying that it can't yeah. get there. But I'm going to be hesitant to believe in the Water Dogs team until I see whatever it is that they're missing that like clicks in my mind. Um, what I will say is if we get a few more of those goals out of Eli Gobrek, um, then I'm, then yeah. I'm all the way back in the, the little, little backhand between the legs in transition. That thing was sick. So uh, all you poles out there, make sure that you start to play box. And it was also, I think the one thing about the cannons, their defense actually impressed me way more than I thought. I think it was actually a strong point for them, but yeah, if you just, just looking at the water dogs as a whole, like who? Who do you need to step up on their offense? Let's just let's just go through this. This is this would be a recipe. Uh, right, right, if I'm Ryan, in the water, Ryan Brown, Ryan Brown the, needs to score. If I'm in the Water Dogs locker room and I'm uh, Copeland and I'm just looking at this stat sheet, I'm throwing up and shitting everywhere because you have Mikey Schlosser zero points, you have Ryan Brown zero points, you have Connor Kelly with one, and then you have Kieran McCardle with what one. So, yeah, um, not great. Um, that just like can't have like Connor Kelly's got to be a guy like it's just like there's just a couple things like towards the end of the game it's like or like like Connor Kelly's got to let him fly from two more like that's when they were really like like he's got to be a threat from deep in my opinion he's got to be someone that's like like can I say something that I've been I've been trying to teeter with I really think that there is a possibility that the Water Dogs could be better without Sowers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say it because I'm a Philly guy, but and I don't, and I'm not saying but, that like he can't play. Like I'm not saying like sour like Sowers could be put, be a fit on the other team, but like you really look at it, and I said it, I said it last year. I was like, like he he said on the broadcast like the ball is getting stuck in guys' stick sticks, and I'm like, it's kind of getting stuck in your stick. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna say. It, but this is what we're here. This is why we have co-hosts. Co-hosts can say whatever they want. It's 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 an equal opportunity I, podcast. But I want him. Like I want him to succeed on the Water Dogs. Like it's Barstool's team. Like I'll always like kind of root for the Water Dogs. But like I don't know. I, I bet you. I will. Like it, it'll just get interesting. It'll just get interesting if they start off like zero three, zero four. There is a possibility, and I want to hear another hot take. Is I wouldn't be surprised if this that was the uh, battle of the two worst teams in the league. Okay, but if that's the case, then it would be the Water Dogs being finishing last, and not the Cannons, because I do love. I'm 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 in on the Cannons now, and you you want to know what also is going to be um like what's going to make them even harder to play against as the year goes on guys are going to hate the fucking shit out of Tyson bell by the end of the summer. He's yeah, but he's such a motherfucker to play against. He just runs around like such a, he, he, he knows that he's a dick and he plays that role so well. Um, And like a, a, a team that's a little, a little sweet, like the water dogs besides courier. Cause you know, courier has that. uh, I mean, he's Canadian. But, you know, teams are a little sweet. Archers, water dogs, 
they don't really fare too well against guys like Tyson Bell. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I'm cannons out. No, right. I'm, I'm well, very much cannons out. Um, well, I'll tell you what, the one team that you were uh, slightly gassing up and they, they proved you right this weekend. It was the final game of the weekend. Dukes, you said, hold up. People are counting out the Chrome way too early this year. And, and, and you saw a little something in this Chrome team and they come out and they take down what was the best offensive team last season in the archers. Uh, so an 11, 10 win for the Chrome right out of the gate. This one got a little, got a little too close for comfort towards the end there with the, uh, I mean, the, the archers were able to close it out. There was a three minute non-releasable penalty uh, after Mike messenger punched uh, the Ryan Ambler. So that was maybe with like, like a minute 40 left in the game. So they had, uh, they were man up for that whole minute 40. They were able to score to make it 11, 10. And then uh, Matt Moore found Marcus Holman in the crease right in the final 10 seconds of the game. But Mike Manley was able to kind of clamp down a little bit, make sure that Holman didn't have a way to get that shot off and the Chrome hang on to survive uh, an, an 11, 10 win. So how, how do you feel about your Chrome? Look, they at Chrome. So I heard, I heard that during a scrimmage, they absolutely like, this was funny. There's a m- moment uh, where we, we interviewed Heacock and Miles Jones at the same time. And I asked him about the Redwoods Chrome scrimmage because I heard that the Chrome kicked the shit out of the Redwoods. Then they had like a funny back and forth and they started like talking shit to each other. So it made for a good thing. Check out the PMT vlog. It might be in there. It might not, but it was a very funny moment. But yeah, I felt great about the Chrome. How could you not? I think Scannoni looked amazing in cage. That was one of the, one of the bright spots. UMass grad kind of followed him in the MLL. Um, and it was crazy because you look at his stats. It says only, it said, it says 52%. It's not wrong, but feels like he had a like he feels like he was legitimately a brick wall in there um farrell had uh, an, an amazing day at the x and then i just think that the defense is like the perfect mix of being young and then having the veteran defensive coordinator in jesse jesse bernhardt which i think is clutch i love what i'm seeing out of the chrome and i think that kevin rogers is a stud he didn't he was kind of quiet today but i think that he's going to be a weapon for this team um, you want to know, I, I actually, I don't know if the PLL keeps this stat or not. I would love to know how many block shots there were. Cause I felt like, like this game was, was flirting with the over the whole day. And it just seemed like anytime someone got their hands free to let it fly, like shots were just getting blocked left and right sticks and lanes, um, on, on both sides too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like what you said with that Chrome having the, um, like the mixture between the youth and then some veteran presence, because I said earlier today that I see like shades of that 2021 Atlas team in this Chrome where they have again, like that good balance of that, that youthful energy that's going to kind of carry the way. Um, You know, I, I thought that, uh, you know, Nick turn had, I mean, he had some moments uh, in, in today's game where it was like, all right, yeah, like that's that's clearly a rookie just trying to get used to the way that, uh, you know, pro defenses work. Um, it's not like Logan Wisnowskis was that noticeable, but he also just had like a monster few weeks. So yeah. it's like probably just got into re- But like, I, I don't know, like it, it just seems like they've got, uh, you know, a, a good group of young or like at least newer players right like dylan malloy coming in halfway through last year and he had I, like he had one of those games where it was like oh yeah like this this guy won the tawaraton a few years ago like don't forget that he's sick at lax he looked amazing oh like amazing um and, yeah i don't know if it's the uniform or what too because like he, he like lo- yeah he looked like slim like, but strong yeah and yeah. everybody and Look, because I was at training camp, but like, like all players, um, people that work for the league, all were just like saying like, how how crazy it was last year to this year, how much better shape he was in, and how dominant he was in training camp. So like, I, I expecting obviously, um, a huge a huge year out of him. Someone that like, I don't know why I always doubt being like, oh, he's good, but he's just really good. Is Eli Salama. Uh, the yeah. long stick midi. Oh, dude. I, and, oh and, and that that two bomb he had that was like pretty deep too yes that was in the, the that was what i was gonna say in the the water what was gonna what changed the tide in the water dogs game is i thought ryland reese 
Do you remember that when he winded up and went out of bounds? I was like, that's going to make it a four, three goal game. And just like, this could get nuts. But yeah, Salama was the one that brought it home. The Chrome are just a team that's just gritty. I think it's Pseudo's perfect storm of just grit. Rochester guys, just well, like, like, and like Jordan McIntosh. Jordan McIntosh is one of those guys given, where, like, given birth tonight. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got a kid on the way, he's out there finishing these tough goals in the crease. Like, you just throw the ball to him in the crease, like, he knows he's probably going to get his head taken off the yeah. moment that he catches it, but he's still going to come down with it and get the shot off. Uh, he had a few goals, I think he just had the two today. Uh, yeah, just had the two right there, but like, two big, big goals. Um, I mean, Connor Farrell looked, looked, uh, real, real solid at the face-off strike 14 for 23. Um, so yeah, I mean, just a lot of really good stuff all around for the Chrome. And you know, one of the most shocking parts coming out of training camp, obviously was Randy Stotts getting cut from the Chrome. And I think everyone thought that it was a little bit of a, of a head turn, which it still is. And I'm not saying it isn't, but pseudos just kind of showing the league and showing people like look just because you're one of the top players in the sport doesn't mean that we necessarily need you to win and we need you to fit our style yeah it's kind of like it's like the arch uh, who it's like the chaos with connor fields you know like mvp candidate his rookie year second year it seemed like the ball was getting cut stuck in a stick a little bit they benched him for the playoff run they made the championship game and they traded him to the archers and then now he's succeeding there. He's succeeding with the bandits, but yeah, just something that happens. Yeah. Um, and then on, on the other side of things, like, I, I think that the archers will be fine. Um, you know, I think obviously they, they played this game without Grant Ament. He's out with an injury. Um, so, I mean, you slot him. I, well, I mean, Connor DeSimone had, had himself, uh, quite a debut. Great. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you slot Grant back into this lineup, uh, you give Matt Moore, you know, another week or so to get himself a little bit more comfortable, let some more shots fly. Um, like, like I, th- I think that this Archer's team is still going to be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that this win definitely spoke more to how good the Chrome can be this year than it did about the Archers. Scott Ratliff looked huge. Did you notice that? I, I, I saw you tweet about it. I did. It didn't like stand out to me when when I was watching, but like, I, I just also wasn't watching that. Like I, I, I never watched for the polls that closely. Come on, come on. <laughs> but I, 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 yeah, I, I saw, yeah, it definitely is. But I, I saw you tweet about it. He looked huge. Like even in person, I was like, you're jacked. Um, yeah. He, he, so he moved down low, which was a pretty shocking move. I thought, Not, I, I don't know. Maybe they told him to bulk up in the off season to move down to, to low. But I was really disappointed just overall with the Archer's defense. I don't know. I don't know why. It's not like they played bad, but just last year I thought that was a strong suit for them. Then the offense will will definitely come along with the season. It's just one of those things where, look, I don't really think they're a championship contender. I never necessarily thought they were. I will say this. If you told me at the beginning of 2019 that going into the 2023 season – the Archers would have zero championships. I would have thought you were insane. Yeah. Um, Connor D. Simone, uh, Connor D. Simone, uh, one thing. Shout out to him. Great player. Great, great player. He's going to be a staple in this league. Be- better, better friends with that fan, fan group he had. What's the fan group? Oh, he, I mean, there, there was, I, I thought that that's where you were going with that one. He oh, had, uh, oh, did he have a he, bunch of boys he, up? He, yeah, he, 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 had, he had a nice little section in the crowd. They were all wearing the uh, DeSimone uh, jersey tee. No, I was going to say, just does wonder what happens when you don't play for like, uh, like a shitty college program with like. Oh, like... Okay. We're, you're you're <laughs> you using playing? that to shit on Hopkins. Okay. That's all right. That, I'm, I'm, I'm glad just you goes to show. Yeah, it just goes to show what happens when you don't play for, but like, yeah. like he was just, I, I, supposedly, I don't know, but like the mic'd up, it just went to my ear, but supposedly Connor was like sh- scored a goal and he's like, wow, is this what it's like playing for Maryland? Yeah. Uh, that's just supposedly what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't have to hear the shitty band. He just had, had his, his friends, <laughs> his friends cheering. And he's like, Oh, nice. Like, this is normal. This is cool. I like this. He scored a goal and like Lizzo came on. He's like, this is so much better than that shitty band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want more. Um, 
All right. But yeah, so I, that right there, that's uh that was week one of the PLL season came and went four games on, on the, uh, on the week, the Atlas mm-hmm. and the cannons currently, uh, currently sitting at the top of the standings, Redwoods and water dogs down at the bottom. Uh, really good weekend. I thought it was a really good product on TV. I thought that the broadcasts were great. Um, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, obviously it's, it's, Wrinkles. it, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's just, a seamless transition getting, uh, you know, Kark and Anish and, and Quint and all those guys in on these games, uh, score bug was, I, I was, I was a little bit worried that that was going to, that they were going to like try to do something that was like way too much. And then you'd get people complaining about it on Twitter. Didn't see any of that. Didn't really see anybody complain about the the broadcast at all. So that's always good. Uh, yeah. And, and anything else before we uh, wrap this thing up, obviously we'll be back later on in the week to preview week two, but, Anything to, to leave us with? No, just yeah, the one thing with ESPN, I noticed that they did, like had like different years for players and just like stuff that they'll clean up. But visually, it was all very pleasing. I like the announcers a lot. I miss Brendan Burke uh, a bit. Just I like the way that he came along in the years. Um, look, just, just seamlessly transitioning. So five and two on my picks this weekend, not to brag, but to brag. I think that we'll, me and you will t- talk about which day we're going to do this. I know you have a busy week because you got states coming up. Um, Garden City, shout out to them. They got the semifinals and then they'll win that, make the finals next week. And I'm sure Springfield will do the same. But gambling show this week, either Wednesday or Thursday, me, Jordy, Billy Football, Jordy might be in or out depending on your schedule. But we're going to keep this thing rolling. Um, we're only going to give winners on this show. Any losers we won't listen to. We won't go to our record. But yeah, it should be fun. Um, make sure you're betting with the Barstool Sportsbook. And yeah. I love it. We have exclusive bets. So I know part of my take, their top cheese, which was the over in the Redwoods, in the Redwoods Atlas game, and then Cannons Water Dogs, 25 plus, plus goals each. Look, hit. It's 1-0. Back part of my take. It got boosted from plus 250 to plus 280. And then we have this new cool bet called the Rabel, which is total goals in a uh, PLL weekend. So if you're in a Barstool Sportsbook state, just make sure that you check it out. Uh, so the, the Rabel, what was that? It was, uh, for a yeah. hundred, a hundred goals to be 97 scored. and a half. The under 90, hit. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it looks like, uh, uh well, because wait, wait. 92 because with all those block shots. And if you listened to me yesterday, I, I didn't even count this towards my record, but I did say I liked the under. So actually let's give myself six and two. And then if we're going to do top cheese, seven and two. So what I'm basically saying was I was just oozing out winners this weekend. It won't last long, so get it when you can. <laughs> Listen, if, if 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 you love money, you love lax, make sure that you're following Dukes. Make sure that you are following us on our socials. We are at The Crease Dive on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out our YouTube and subscribe there, too, with The Crease Dive there. Uh, probably got a few uh, goalie challenges and some other stuff along the way. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, just buckle in for a great summer of PLL Lax. And in, in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. We out. There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to